0: Receive the word of God this morning, Pastor Andrea, I believe she's carrying something that is really, really going to impact all of us, including me, because it's so changed her life and she's in a process of a miracle. So let's, let's welcome Pastor Andrea to come and bring God's word for us this morning. Praise God. I'm sure you have your Bible because who would come to church without, right? Uh, whether it's in a book form, a tablet form on some sort of device or at, at, at home online, um, grab a Bible. Just I want you to take it in your hand. We're going to use a faith confession that Andy used last weekend. And actually, uh, I do say this from time to time myself, but it's such a good thing to say. So I would like you to repeat after me. This is my Bible. I am who it says I am. I have what it says I have. And I can do what it says I can do. For God's glory and my blessing Let's give the Lord some praise. Thank you, Jesus. We believe that in part, but Lord, help us believe that to the max. (laughs) This book or that device in your hand, the, the book, the eternal book, his words will never pass away, it's full of God's thoughts. It contains God's thoughts and it reveals to us his ways. And i just like us to pray this morning, Lord, teach me your thoughts and teach me your ways. Just pray that. In fact, I'm going to lead the prayer in you, yes and amen it. Lord, that's what we're asking for this morning. This book we have before us is full of your thoughts, but Lord, teach us. Teach me your thoughts this morning and teach me, teach us your ways. We need both, Lord. And we are ready and willing to learn. We ask you for this in Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. Let it be. Well, I know you know this, but I'm going to remind you, God loves people. Like he really, really loves people. He loves all people. But he especially loves his own people. Psalm 16, 16, I think it's verse 3, says, As for the saints, that's you if you're in Christ, they're the excellent ones on the earth in whom is all my delight. I love to remember that. In God's eyes, we're excellent. He delights in his children. And um, he longs to be gracious to us. He longs to do us good. But actually, his grace and his goodness and all of his provision, any good promise you can find in your Bible, all of it gets through to us or comes to us when we know his thoughts and we walk in his ways. He longs to be gracious to you, he longs to do you good, but it actually happens, becomes an experience of yours when you know his thoughts and walk step by step His ways. We're going to look at a well known scripture together, Isaiah 55. Verse 8 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways, says the Lord. Nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. His thoughts and his ways are not ours. And actually, verse 7, the verse before it says, We have to forsake our own thoughts and forsake or leave our own ways in order to pick up his. Uh, P. J. was saying to me this morning that that you unfollow people. I I'm, I don't do that at the moment, on-screen stuff. But you either follow or you unfollow if you want to stop following. Well, frankly, we need to unfollow ourselves. We need to unfollow our own thoughts and our own ways. And it goes on to say, return to the Lord. And he will have mercy on you. He will abundantly pardon more than enough mercy and grace when we return to him. So we're going to learn his thoughts and his ways this morning. Because when we know them and do them in faith, I'm going to be bold of my faith here this morning. When we know his ways and act on them in faith, they work every time. They work every time. Jeremiah one twelve, God watches over his word to perform it. Now, PJ was sharing, um, or she kind of gave a bit of indication uh, about this process that I'm in. I'm going to share this testimony. Many of you know that for three years now, I've had a an awful problem, really, with my eyes. Um, and I have been on this, this journey to healing, but what I want to teach really uh, through my own journey is the way to access any promise of God, any provision of God for, for our lives, to get the promise out of the book and into your experience. Who wants that? Well, yes, please. Because there's some amazing promises here. And we can hear some amazing promises you know, are amazing testimonies to various people who've seen God do amazing, life-changing things. But we need the promises to become ours, to get them out of the book and into our experience. So, whether that's a healing, whether that's financial provision, whatever the need may be, whatever trouble it is that you are in, it comes from him as we know his thoughts and walk in his ways. Anyway... So I've had this eye problem for three years. It started in 2019, and my eyes... When I say they're extremely dry, at times they felt like they were gonna seize. I can't kind of explain it other, any other way. It's, it's, it's been really quite horrible. And, and because of the dryness, they've been really light sensitive. I've not been able to look at screens. I've not properly been able to look at a screen since 2019 it's hard to imagine Um, I can't go into shops I haven't been able to drive it's been really quite debilitating and that's what so many sicknesses do they shut you down and they shut you out of normal life isn't that the enemy I've seen four doctors I've seen a consultant at the hospital I've been on medication for 10 months which has helped, but what happened... Sorry, I'm just going to have to take a drink a minute. Bear with me. Just say to the person next to you, I really want to hear the end of this. <laughs> well, it's process. You're going to hear the middle, and I will tell you the end by faith. But um, anyway, I've been on this medication, but the medication started having some nasty side effects, and I, it was like, oh, my goodness, I've got to come off this now. And I, honestly, I felt quite desperate, because I thought if I come off the medication, I lose the help of that. If I stay on it, I've got these negative side effects. But if I come off, I'm going to lose the benefit that it's giving me for my eyes. And I really felt trapped is the best way to explain it. And I was, I do an eye mask every night. I was under this eye mask and just praying to the Lord. And I had this vision, spirit given vision. And I was down a mine shaft. At the bottom of it, in a very dark, confined place, which basically summed up how I felt. But at the top, I could see a light, just like this small uh, circle, really, of light. But from where I was, to the openness and the light above was a ladder, I am pleased to say. And um, I got part of a verse, which was... You've brought me out into a broad place. I thought, where is that? Often when the Lord speaks to me, I kind of only get part of the verse. I thought, where is that? It's Psalm 18. And it says, You brought me out into a broad place. You delivered me because you delighted in me. And I have to say, for the first time in three, of course, I've been praying uh, and, you know, praying various promises that I've had over the years, but I would say for the first time, honestly, faith came. It was like suddenly I got a picture of hope because the enemy, and of course he's the same with all of us, he'll take a bad condition and his prediction is this is only going to get worse. This is going to go from bad to worse. But for the first time, the Spirit and the Word together gave me this picture of hope this promise of restoration a broad place a bright place freedom really anyway when the holy spirit gives things it's good sometimes if you don't have the interpretation to ask for it he doesn't always give you the answer but sometimes he will and i find more and more as i go on with the lord he does answer not necessarily straight away but you know it's a conversation we're meant to have isn't it with the lord he gives us answers so I said to the Lord, what's the ladder? <laughs> I want to get there. I'm clearly here at the moment. What's the ladder? Well, that was Saturday night three weeks ago, the 19th of March. I didn't have to wait long because Sunday morning, on the, you probably won't remember, Sunday morning on the 20th of March, PJ brought an amazing message on believing and speaking. And I thought, that's my answer. That's the ladder. That's how I'm going to get from there to where I want to be, up and out, delivered and brought into a broad place. And I, I, I made this commitment, really, to myself and the Lord. I am going to believe and speak my way out of this. And I'm going to share, really, a bit of this this morning. And the Lord said to me, you need to be militant. For this to work, you are going to have to be militant and you are going to have to be vigilant vigilant to get the word in a militant to watch your mouth we heard again amazingly uh pastor andy last weekend spoke on it's like the lord is knocking on my door and i know he is yours he is on this i will admit you know i i've been really intentional about believing praying and believing but i've been quite intermittent with my speaking anybody else admit to that as well not 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 doing it, but not consistently doing it. And that is what the Lord really is putting his finger on, I believe, with all of us. So he said to me, you need to be militant and you need to be vigilant. Basically, stop speaking the problem. Stop speaking the symptoms and start to speak the answer over yourself, to those around you, and to the enemy when he speaks, because who knows? The devil's got a voice. The Lord has a voice, but the enemy has a voice as well. In fact, there are three voices that talk to us. There's the Lord's voice, the good shepherd. Although he will at times bring corrective words, it's always thoughts to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. His voice will lead us out of trouble. His voice will give us wisdom on what to do. He my gosh, his voice will always be good and to, to get us to a good place. He is the positive voice. Then there's the enemy's voice who will always undermine, suggest. He rarely is blatant because he's an angel of light. It's always cloak and dagger. You know, it's, it's screened. Uh, And it's only as you read the word, really, you get more kind of clued in to recognize which voice it is you're listening to. But anyway, so there's the enemy's voice. He'll always deny and oppose what God says. Did God really say? Will this really work? Look at the situation. In fact, it's going from bad to worse. That's his voice. The third voice is our own. So we've got God's voice, the devil's voice, and then our own voice. Because we all talk to ourselves in our own heads and so the question is, who, which one are we going to agree with? Whose report will you believe? Well, I will believe the report of the Lord. And so when the enemy speaks, I speak back. I speak back the promise he's given me. And I, I also declare a lot the um, Isaiah 55. He's watching. No word will return to him void. This word is going to accomplish the thing for which he sent it. Too late, devil. The word's in, and I'm believing it. You can say what you like. I believe the report of the Lord. But I know as well as you that miracles come out of a believing heart. A believing heart. And I knew I need to get the word in. And we're going to look at Proverbs 4. Uh, These are vital scriptures. Proverbs 4 20 to 22. My son, that's all of us, male or female, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart for their life to those who find them and health to all their flesh, whatever your condition may be, their life to you and health to all your flesh. So how do we get the word into our hearts, out of the book, into our hearts? Through our eyes and our ears. But I want to tell you, it, it cannot... Be an intermittent thing. It says do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them before your eyes. Keep them ringing in your ears. If you're paying attention to something, it's got your focus, hasn't it? If you're attending to kids, they've got your attention. You're paying them attention. They've got your focus. And we need to continually keep the word going in our eyes and in our ears, whether we're looking at the book or not. It's really good to memorize promises that the Lord gives to you personally so that when you're away from your Bible, you can speak it. You can believe it and speak it. And we need to do it until we accept it and trust it more than anything else. And that takes time, actually, to get it firmly rooted in you. And I want to speak this morning on the Word of God being seed. The life of God is in the seed the life of God is in the seed if that seed gets planted there will be a harvest of your miracle yeah. yes. tick tock yeah. <laughs> last Saturday the Lord said that to me when I was listening to Andy in the afternoon it was something that he said and it, I just kind of heard he didn't say it but I heard it tick tock tick tock the seeds in the ground yes. tick tock in other words seed time time harvest Uh, seed time harvest and like all good seed if it goes down into good ground it does its own work I love to think of that because the power's in the seed I heard a story recently about a jar of seed that was found in one of the pyramids they carbon dated it it was two and a half thousand years old it'd been sealed in an airtight jar For two and a half thousand years. Well, they took that seed after they'd done their analysis of it and they planted it. And lo and behold, you're going to, you probably know the end of the story. Those seeds sprouted and grew up. Come on. Because for two thousand and a half, two and a half thousand years, the life had been contained in the seed. It just needed to get down. I don't know what it grew, but the point is it grew they grew the life was still in the seed once it plant, once it was planted it grew and Colossians 1 3 16 says so water God will give the increase you sow it you water it God will give the increase I love that because we can't cause the seed to grow I actually love the fact it's not my responsibility to grow the seed. It's my responsibility to plant it and water it, but it's God who causes it to grow. It takes the pressure off, I think. Um, Something else the Lord said to me a couple of weeks ago. He said, this is not faith in you. This is faith in me. This is not faith in your faith even. Anybody been on that headbender? This is not... Faith in your faith. This is faith in me. Because we can come, I was coming under pressure at the time to believe and to speak. And he's like, hang on a minute. There remains a rest. Hebrews 4, I think it is. There remains a rest for the people of God. You've got to believe it and speak it, but then just lean back and rest. Trust the seed to do its work. We're going to look at Mark 4, verses 26 to 29. I don't know why I'm so thirsty. (laughs) Brilliant on a Sunday morning. Sorry about that. But anyway, I soldier on because I believe this is a really important message. Not just for a few of us, for all of us actually. The miracle you need will come like this. Anyway, uh, Mark 4. And he said, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. And he should sleep by night and rise by day. And the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. For the earth yields crops by itself. First the blade, then the head, and after that the full grain in the head. But when the grain ripens immediately, he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. A natural farmer has faith in his natural seed. I'm right, aren't I? Carrots, potatoes, whatever he's sowing, he's confident that's what's coming up. He doesn't plant them one week, go to his field the next week and start to dig a patch just to see, is this sprouting? Are they really working down there? He has confidence. You know, his carrot seed will produce carrot. His potato seed will produce potatoes. He would be absolutely amazed, I'm sure, if he got to his field and found sweet corn, because what he's sown, he has faith will come up, right? One seed will produce one crop, another seed will produce another crop. So we need to sow the seed that addresses the problem. I know this is kind of obvious, but sometimes I think the obvious needs pointing out. This book, or however, whatever format you've got it in on your phone or whatever, the Bible is a Massive packet of multi, 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 multi. What am I trying to say? Multi different. That's not right, is it? There are many, many seeds for every kind of condition of life found in here. Right? We need to sow. We need to sow. We need to read all of the Bible. I'm I'm going from cover to cover this year. That's my commitment. And um, actually, I'm I'm loving. Reading the Old Testament. I have read it randomly many times over the years. But to go through it systematically actually is brilliant. A lot of it's quite gruesome. Some of it I really don't understand. But I'm like, this is seed. I'm sowing it. I'm sowing it. And um, anyway, so this is the Logos, and we need to sow it. If you're not in the habit of reading the Bible daily, let me really plead with you to do it. Because even if you don't understand it, and even if you initially don't agree with it, just bow and say, Lord, I'm not getting this. I don't understand it, but I know you're God, and I'm not. You're not going to change, and I'm the one that has to, and so I will and if you approach the word with that sort of humility, you'll learn and he'll let reveal things. you get understanding. Anyway, so we need to sow this. But then in prayer, the Holy Sp- if you have sown, the Holy Spirit can remind you of a promise. To be reminded of something, it has to have gone in in the first place, right? No matter what it is. Yes, yes. There's been an initial thing happen for that then to come to remembrance. And that's the job of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, he will remind you of the things I've spoken to you. So we sow the lot and then in prayer the Holy Spirit reminds us of the right one. So this is the written word. The Holy Spirit is the voice or the spoken word. Anyway, if you've not invested the word and you really need to hear God if you're in some kind of crisis, what I would say to you is uh, see a connect group leader or come and see one of us and we'll pray with you. We'll pray and hear God for you. But we need to sow the seed that he gives us. Because when we do, money problems become money. Yes. A bad relationship will become a good relationship. Yes. A sickness yes. will become yes. health and healing. The seed becomes. It doesn't stay as a seed. Right. The seed becomes. Yes. Just let's say together the seed becomes. The seed becomes right because I'm taking it slow this morning because I think it's helpful it certainly is for me I hope it is for you the seed becomes it starts off as one thing it becomes another and the life of God's in that seed just like that jar of two and a half thousand year old seeds there's nothing it can't change but it seems so tiny doesn't it it seems so tiny when you begin when the next parable, actually, in Mark 4, the, the word of God is likened to a mustard seed. And it says it's the smallest seed in all the earth, the smallest seed of all. And that little seed seems so small compared to your problem. So tiny. It looks like nothing. By his stripes, I am healed. Looks like nothing there on the page. Doesn't it? And the problems shout. The problems roar. But when it is sown, come on. If we will attend to that, give it our ears, give it our eyes, get it in, work with it to get it into our hearts. When it is sown, can we have the picture? That little tiny looks like nothing seed. Starts to sprout. Very tiny, looks like nothing roots. But if we will continue, tick-tock, tick-tock, water it, believe it, pray it. Pray it until you believe it. Quite honestly, when you start with it, you probably don't believe it. But if you will get it down into your heart through prayer and through meditating and through speaking it, look what happens. You fully know what happens. The little roots become bigger roots. And the bigger roots become bigger still and then slowly, but surely, you, you get something in the visible. It's moved from the invisible to the visible. First the blade, then the head, then the full grain in the head. But we have to sow the word so that we can believe it and speak it. If you're not sowing it, Proverbs 4 it, keeping it in the midst of your heart you can speak it all you like but you won't be believing it the power is in the believing and speaking but if we will our believing and speaking will bring it from below ground to above from the invisible to the visible and I want to put it this way the truth will change the facts the eternal word of God will change change any fact. It may have been a fact of your life for many, many years, but there's nothing that this eternal word of God cannot change. Is there anybody here need a fact changing? A negative fact? That's what I thought. We're going to learn from a hero, really, of faith this morning, Abraham, Romans 4. Romans 4.17, Abraham is called the father of all those who believe. So if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, Jesus says to you, look at how he did it. Learn from him. Romans 4.17, as it is written, I've made you a father of many nations. In the presence of him, capital H, God, whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead. This is the key, Why well, it's all key. Who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. This is how God works. Our God is a faith God. Faith is how he operates and faith is how he causes kids to operate. Faith actually activates him. And so before light was, he spoke it. What happened? Let there be. And there was. He calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Abraham was 75 years old when he first received this promise. He had no kids. So God is looking at 75-year-old, not able to do much possibly, Abraham. And he said, father of many nations. He changed his name. God called it before it became a physical reality. And this is so crucial because I'll be honest, And I'd imagine there are many, if not all of you, we're not so great at this part. We call what we see. We speak what we see. We speak what we feel. And God's saying, don't call it as you see it in this realm. Don't call it even as you feel it. Call those things that do not exist as though they did. Call yourself blessed. Call yourself healed. Call yourself provided for or delivered from whatever trouble it is that you are in. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, not pray. Let the poor say, I am rich. Let the troubled say, I am delivered. Call it, call it according to the promise. I've been delivered. I've been delivered by his stripes. I am healed. Back to Romans 4. We're going to look at 18 verses 18 to 20. Abraham, who contrary to hope in hope, believed. Or how did he do that? Because he didn't have hope in the facts. He looked at his facts. If, he, if he'd have looked at his facts, he would have had no hope. His hope would have disappeared. In hope he believed because he looked... To the Lord. He looked to the promise. He kept it going in his eyes and his ears, so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body, already dead, since he was about a hundred years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith giving glory to God. He wasn't weak in faith because he refused to look at his own body. He wasn't weak in faith because he refused to look at the problem. He refused to consider it. It would have been talking to him all day, every day. It's like, I'm not listening. I'm not thinking about it. I'm not talking about it. And we can undermine our faith because we go from the promise to the problem. I am right. This is not just me does this, right? And it's kind of ping pong from the promise to the problem, from the problem to the promise. But we undermine our faith like that. And I'm not being unrealistic now. Pain hurts. Your bank account speaks. It nags. Problems really can shout, and it's like a tug of war for your attention, your thoughts, and even your mouth, especially your mouth. But we cannot win if our head and our heart and our mouths are full of the problem. The only way you can win, the battle that you need to win, is to get your head and your heart and your mouth Full, and I mean full, full to overflowing, with the promise. It's not denial. You know, there are times when we need to speak the facts. For example, there are certain things I can't do yet. There are certain things I still struggle to do. But this is not the end of the story. And I'm very careful more careful than ever, of how I speak about those facts. I speak about them as facts, but I will never not, as far as I'm aware now, never not speak about a fact without saying but the truth. But I believe, but God is saying this and God is doing this, right? You've got to speak about, in your head it's got to be clear what's truth and what's facts. And the fact, you've got to have it so down low in your estimations and the truth so up high because this eternal truth is able to change whatever temporary facts you need changing whose report will you believe we will believe the report of the Lord so we got to get that word so rooted in us you know when the heart is full it overflows out of the mouth it really is the overflow pipe if you want to know what's in your heart listen to yourself um, but we've got to get the word so in our hearts, it is coming out of our mouths. I was walking my dog uh, a week or so ago, and I went to call his name. Now, I have been m- vigilant with getting this word in, really rooted in me. And I went to call his name, and I, was, I got such a shock. You know what came out of my mouth, just walking down the road? Thanks, Lord. <laughs> right? I was absolutely thrilled because actually thanks is a good sign of faith. So initially I was absolutely thrilled. Then I just felt very embarrassed and I turned round to see if there was anybody within earshot because, you know, I would have sounded like an absolute lunatic. Thanks, Lord. And uh, fortunately nobody was there and I went back to being thrilled because I'm like, come on, this word's in me. There's an overflow of thanksgiving coming here because I'm believing this by his stripes I am healed, and so are you. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, and so can you. Got to get it in. But when you feel yourself wanting to open your mouth and contradict the word, we just zip it. Do not let it out. And let me tell you that there's such a temptation, particularly when you're seeing stuff and feeling stuff, experiencing stuff. But we've got to take the Abraham approach. There are many of you here, and the only way the things in your life are going to shift is if you do it like Abraham. Refuse to look at it. Stop talking about it. Stop filling your head and your mouth with the problem. Refuse to look at the problem and look to God. Call those things that do not exist. As though they did. Call it as God calls it. Call it as God calls it. We need to zip it in terms of the problem, but God needs your voice. He needs you to speak what he says. And then truth will start to bend and change facts. Every time I speak to myself, I just see this truth is changing my body. This body has to conform. Because the greater one is in me. I have a mirror in my hall at home. And every time I walk out at the door, I look in that mirror and I, I speak to myself, be conformed. You have to conform. You are conforming because you're healed. Whatever it is that comes to me, you're healed. By his stripes you're healed. When I come in again, you're healed. By his stripes you're healed. Believe it and speak it. And I'm calling myself healed continually. I really mean this. Like initially in the first sort of 10 days, every 10 to 15 minutes, I will stop and speak, whether it's to myself or to the enemy. I pause the TV to stop and speak. By his stripes, I am healed because I'm militant. I am determined I'm going to see that full grain in the head, the completion of this. When the symptoms speak, I speak back. When the enemy speaks, I speak back, speak the promise, lift the word, and the word will lift you. I'm not looking to my body to prove I'm healed That's it. initially, when I first came off the meds, I thought to myself, I'm going to keep a diary of this I'm going to die with a a right attitude and a positive thought, I thought I want to." Journal my improvement. I want to journal the miracle. And I did this little chart, 1 to 10. But then I I was really convicted. Don't do it. Because that's looking to your body. Because every day you'll be asking yourself, how do you feel? What number will you give it today? Right? And I thought, don't do it. Don't do it. Just whatever day it is, you're healed. By stripes you're healed. I don't care whether I'm a 1 or a 6 or a wherever I am on that thing, chart, I'm calling those things that do not exist as though they did. I am believing and speaking. But I am very happy to say I am starting to see my body conform. There are some real positive And I, like just by itself, the earth produced. I don't know how. I'm the farmer that goes to sleep and day and night, somehow this thing's getting rooted and starting to do its own work. I am now an hour and a half between drops. Now that may be like, oh, oh that's really good. Eye drops, Sorry. There was a stage where I was like every sort of five minutes having to put them in. I was so desperate. I can't. I know there are many situations that are absolutely horrific, but it, it was so debilitating. I, I have been going to bed early because I just can't bear light going in my eyes anymore. You know, just the burning was just horrible, but by his stripes... I'm healed. And I am starting to see change. But I tell you what, no matter how I feel, I will speak I'm healed. I will speak I've been delivered and brought into that broad place. And this is not mind games, right? This is not the power of positive thinking. Jesus said in John 6, 63, my words are spirit and life. This is, this is the power of spirit and life changing natural, temporary facts. And TikTok, let me tell you, one day, I believe not too far ahead, I'll be able to stand here and say, I've got the full grain in the head, don't even need the eye drops anymore. I'm free. I'm free to drive. I'm free to go in shops. For the first time in three years, I can look at screens. I believe it. Some days I don't feel like it. Some days I feel like I did before any of this started. But let me tell you, I will speak it until I see it because I know... I can't not, you know, because God's faithful. It finishes in Romans 4, Um, Abraham considered him faithful who had promised. I consider him faithful who has promised. And no word will return to him void but accomplish the thing for which he sent it. Let's stand to our feet. Your problems may be talking. In fact, your problems may be shouting and screaming because that's what they do. And the word may seem so small on the page to you, but when it is sown, I wish I could look at every one of you and speak this personally to you. When it is sown, no power of hell can stop it. Let me tell you, the only way Satan can stop this is if you reverse the process. If you start filling your head and your heart and your mouth with the problem and get your attention off the word. I'm gonna finish with just an amazing testimony. John Osteen, um, he wrote a little book called Miracle in the Mouth, it's amazing. His wife Dodie Osteen was diagnosed with one of the fastest growing cancers, liver cancer. This is quite a few years ago now and they, the doctor called them into that little room and he sat them down and he basically said, you need to take your wife home to die. That was it. And he said, I got her in the car. She was yellow as a pumpkin. His words, not mine. Clothes falling off her. And he said, we got into the house and we lay before the Lord. Out flat. humbled themselves. Lay before the Lord. And with a little weak voice, she said, by his stripes, I am healed. By his stripes, I am healed. They refused to look at the circumstances. They refused to talk about the problem. (laughs) Now, really, consider the reality of that, hour by hour, day by day. But let me tell you, they showed that word until faith came. And they spoke that word until they started to see that diagnosis reversed. And instead of getting worse and weaker, She grew stronger and stronger. Her color changed. She started to eat. Eventually, they went back to the hospital. They did their scans. And you know what I'm going to say. No trace of cancer could be found. Because by his stripes, she had believed and spoken her way to her miracle. Now, there's nothing this can't change. If you will stick with it, and I mean militant and vigilant, there's no situation that this cannot completely turn on its head. We're going to pray now. Just close your eyes. Jesus, your word works, and we honor it here. We lift your word above every problem. We lift your word above every symptom, above every pain in every body, above every challenge and lie of the enemy. We lift your word. And we declare this morning, your word is greater, and your word is the authority of our lives. But I want to pray for your people here and those gathered online. I want to pray if they don't have that Spirit-given word for their situation, that you will speak it to them. Holy Spirit, thank you. You've been given to us as a helper. and, And one of the things you do is to remind us of the words that Jesus has spoken to us. Holy Spirit, we pray, remind us, put in our hand the seed that's needed to go down into the soil of our hearts lord we're so needing some of us so desperate to see answers and change and so lord we're asking you for seed if that's you just ask the lord if you don't have it ask him for the right seed for your situation and if you do have it just say lord you know there's going to be various situations around the room if you need to say sorry I've kind of not been militant or diligent with that word I haven't really sown it or I may have sown it but I've refused to speak it I've spoken more about the problem just say sorry this morning return to the Lord and he will have mercy he will abundantly pardon forsake your own thoughts and forsake your own ways Lord, we need your higher thoughts and we want to walk in your higher ways so that we can see everything you've promised, fulfilled and brought into our experience. We know you're the same yesterday and forever, Jesus. I pray, Lord, that we will be a church that has so many testimonies, and I mean real testimonies. Life-changing, bona fide miracles that the miracle stories all by themselves are going to get people's attention and bring them to you. We ask this, Lord, in Jesus' name. You're an amazing God. There's nothing you haven't provided for us, Lord. Help us to believe. That's what I pray this morning, Lord. Help us to believe so that we can speak with faith and see these Goliath's heads chopped off. These mountains move. These impossible walls fall down. In Jesus' name we ask for this. Let's give the Lord some praise. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. We hope you've enjoyed this message from Kingdom Faith Southwest. For further information, log on to kingdomfaithsw.com.